church this morning. Uh, appreciate God's good presence. And I've enjoyed the service. I love your pastor. I love the church, uh, the people here. And uh, these young people, they've got so much energy. Almost reminds me of myself <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but uh, it's good to be saved. Appreciate the invitation to be here. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm so thankful for God's blessings and what he's doing in, in Sherry's life. You know, uh, she had the MRI uh, done uh, Thursday. And they, the doctor was, was real pleased. He said uh, cancer had shrunk real small. And said on the MRI, probably even smaller than what the MRI showed. And said that uh, probably most of that is dead cells. So that's good. That's good. And uh, to God be all the glory. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, everybody's prayers. Sure is relied uh, on on prayers and through these uh, chemos, uh, her strength. You know, after you have have a chemo, your strength is you don't hardly have no strength. And she said, "When I can't pray for myself, said I feel people praying." She's got one more treatment, so uh, uh, we're so thankful that God is a God that's at hand. Not a God that's far off. Uh, let me read, let me begin to read. I've, uh, you know, I've been studying on this for some time and especially uh, it came on my mind to speak this. Uh, and I've, I've, I've put, uh, every time I study on it, I'll put a different title to it, you know. And uh, so... Uh, uh, in the book of Galatians, the first chapter, here the Apostle Paul, uh, in verse 11, he said, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I received it, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul says, for you have heard of my conversation in time past. In the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jew, Jews' religion 
above many my equal in my own nation, being more exceeding, exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my fathers. But I want you to notice this uh, next two verses. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, what for? To reveal his son in me. (laughs) To reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentile or among the heathens, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. But other of the apostles saw I none save James, the brother of the Lord. Let's let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for the reading of the word of God this morning. Every heart that's here. I pray blessings upon their lives, their families, their children. Lord God, I pray that your spirit would just flow in this, in our lives every day. Oh, we want you to be real, oh Lord, to this world. And we honor you and we thank you and we pray for your anointing and unction. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak this morning um, God's will for our life. God's will for our life. Uh, You know, a lot of times we, we, we wonder about the will of God. What is God's will? God's got a destiny for every every individual here. Sometimes we don't know that destiny. uh, It might go years before we know the destiny of God for our life. Paul was 30 years old, I believe, when he was converted, when he was saved. And for 30 years, he didn't know the destiny that that God had for him. And God's got a destiny for Every one of us, and he's got a call. We've all been called. He's called us by his grace. And he's got a mission for your life and my life. (laughs) And what is that mission? What is the will of God? What is that that God wants to do in me? You see, the Apostle Paul He persecuted the church. He did everything that he could uh, against the name of Jesus Christ. 
And he persecuted, the Bible says, uh, the saints even to strange cities. And he received letters and was on his way to Damascus. And just outside the Damascus gate, with letters in his hand, uh, to bind every Christian, whether as man or woman, that he might bring them to Jerusalem and to be persecuted or killed or put in prison. Just outside the Damascus gate, the Bible says suddenly there shined a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun. Last week, Brother Odie was talking about the light. And I'm going to speak a little bit also along those, those, that avenue. But he said, I saw a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun. And I fell to the earth and I heard a voice speaking to me in the Hebrew tongue that said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Jesus Christ revealed himself to Paul. Why are you persecuting me? And Paul said, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, whom you persecute us. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I want you to notice what Paul said. Paul, his response to the Lord, he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Woo, glory to God. You and I ought to be asking God, how do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Let me tell you, there's one thing that God wants to do in us and through us. It's above preaching. It's above prophesying. It's above laying hands on the sick. It's above, it's above doing uh, great miracles. Lord, what would you have me to do? There's one thing that God wants all of us to do, and that is that Jesus Christ be revealed in us. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I want him to be revealed in me. <laughs> Brother Odie, I don't want him to see, I don't want people to see me. All I want them to see is Jesus Christ in me. Oh my, let me tell you, Paul said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And uh, when he opened his eyes, he, the Lord said, go into Damascus and it'll be told thee what thou must do. And when he opened his eyes, he was blinded. The light had seared his eyes over. And those that were with, with him, they led him by the hand into, into Damascus for three days, Brother Odie. He didn't see nobody. For three days, he was in a room. What was he doing? He was praying. He was praying. 
Oh, glory to God. How do you know he was praying? Because when God spoke to Ananias and said, go to the street that's called Straight, there's a Saul of Tarsus for behold, he's a praying. Let me tell you, if you and I would get the mind of God, it's not. It's going to be because we spent some time in the presence of God. I want to look like him. I want to act like him. I want to talk like him. And it's going to be because I've spent some time into the presence of God. Let me tell you, young folks, there's a world out there. They're looking for a real Jesus. They're looking for a real God. And the way they they see him in us it'll cause them to come to him so Paul here uh, received the Lord and when Ananias came in Ananias laid his hands on him and said brother Paul the Lord even Jesus that appeared to thee in the way as thou camest he sent me to lay my hands on you that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And Ananias just lays his hand on Paul and those scales falls from his eyes and he can see everybody. Oh my, let me tell you. And the Bible says immediately he began to preach Christ in the synagogue. And But the scriptures that I read to you, Paul said, but I certify to you, brethren, that the gospel that I received, I didn't get it of man. It wasn't like Peter, James, and John that sat at Jesus' feet and heard him. It wasn't that he went to Peter and James and John and and says, teach me all this stuff. He said, I didn't receive it of man, neither was I taught it by man, but by the revelation. I had a revelation. He spent three years in Arabia. I had a revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, my, my, let me tell you. Glory to God. And he began to say that it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. The only purpose God called Paul was to reveal Jesus in him, to reveal Christ in him. And the only purpose that you and I have is to reveal Christ in and through us. This world ought to see him. Oh, I just want to know more about him. I just want him to be in my life. I want you to know there's a real God that this world is, is, uh, is looking for. Let me ask you this. Uh, do people or do you remind people of Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I've, I've been around folks and I'd say to myself, man, they just remind me of the Lord. 
And that's what Paul was doing. He was receiving more and more of God in his life. And God chose him. God has chosen you. You might say, well, he's called me to preach. That's great. He's called me to do that. That's great. But more and above everything, God just wants to reveal Jesus Christ in you. They're not going to listen sometimes when I preach. But let me tell you, when they see him, when they see him in my life, when they recognize there's something uh, wonderful about God, something that draws me. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you, uh, words is good. Words is good, but words don't mean nothing. It has little effect. The life of Jesus Christ in us, that's what really counts. That's what really shows people the Lord. Let me tell you, words, it's, it's, it's good, but let me tell you, we are living epistles written and known and written and read of all men. There are some folks out here They've never opened a Bible. They've never gone to church. But let me tell you, there's a Jesus that lives inside of us. And if we'll reveal that Jesus to that world, oh my, it'll draw people to God. Hallelujah. I just want him to be revealed in me. You can be a silent Christian and still reveal Jesus. It's good to have words and things like that, but that silent witness is more powerful than any word that we could ever receive. Listen, I want to tell you something. Paul spent some time in the presence of God. And, you know, all, most of us, we've got libraries. We do a lot of studying, and we do a lot of reading, and we're just trying to find uh, out more about God. But let me tell you, all the study that we do can't compare to having a revelation of ourselves, of Jesus Christ in our soul. When that happens, when he gets big in us, oh my, 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 we're just telling about him everywhere we go and people can see it on us, they can enjoy it, they know the spirit of God and it touches their life, hallelujah. Let him be known in you. to reveal his son in me. Listen, oh, we just want to be more like him. Here's what David said. I will behold thy face in righteousness 
And I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. Oh my, is that your desire to awake in the likeness of Jesus Christ? The world, our friends, our neighbors, our family, if they are going to get saved, they've got to see that one person in us and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what draws them. Listen. We don't want to be drawn to a man. <laughs> Glory to God. We want to be drawn to that person, Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of God is not going to draw us to a man. But when it draws us, it'll draw us to that one individual. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Listen to what John said. No man has seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. And then John goes on to say, as he is, so are we in this world. So listen, Jesus is not walking up on this earth as I said last, uh, when I testified last Sunday. Uh, he's not walking upon this earth today in his body, physical body. But he is walking upon this earth today in his body, you and me. We make up the body of Christ. We walk in him. We talk in him. We think in him. We preach in him. Uh, we're just walking around with Jesus in us. Here's what the Bible says. Put on <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like I put on this coat, this jacket. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my, my, my. Just wear him around. Wear him to school, kids, young people. Just put him on and wear him all day long. Whoa, glory to God. Just walk, wear him to your job. Wear him down the mall. Whoa, glory to God. Man, I tell you what, I want him to be revealed in me. I want him to show up in me. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. So what is God like? What is he like? No man has seen him. No, nobody has seen him. The Bible says no man saw my, can see my face and live. <sighs> What is God like? Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father. 
We want to see the Father. Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long a time with you and have you not known me? He that's seen me, Jesus said, has seen the Father. The works that I do, I don't do of myself, but what I've seen the Father do. He's seen, he that's seen me has seen him. You want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus Christ. See him taking the little children and setting them on his lap and just blessing them in the name of Jesus. See him forgiving sin. See him healing the sick. See him drawing people that was possessed with devils. If you want to know what God was like, just look at Jesus. He was the express image of his person. He was in the likeness of God. He was in the brightness of his image. Oh, hallelujah. Ever how Jesus was. That's, that's what God was like. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that he's made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. And in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 7, the Bible says, but the ministration of death written and engraven in stone was so glorious that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses because of the glory. How much more shall the ministration of the Spirit be? See, Moses spent 40 days. Now, you young, young people, young ministers, spend time with him. The more you spend with him, the more you're going to look like him. <laughs> Glory to God. I get tickled at Mary and myself, you know. Uh, we'll be sitting and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to say something. And as soon as I open my mouth, she says it first. Or vice versa. We've been together. Uh, we just celebrated 50 years. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And we think like each other. We think like each other. We have the same thoughts. It's because we've been together so long. Oh my, if you spend some time, you and I spend a lot of time with God, we will think like him, we will talk like him, we will act like him, his work will become our work, his thoughts will become our thoughts. <laughs> oh, glory to God. His very life will become to be our life. Oh, my. I'm telling you, there's a God that wants to be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Let Jesus be revealed. So uh, Moses went up on the mountain and spent 40 days and 40 nights in the presence of God. Done that twice. And when he came off of that mountain, God appeared in a, 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 his glory 
appeared. And Moses looked at that glory and it got right in his face. He didn't know it was there. A lot of times, you know, we, we think, uh, you know, I know I've got the glory in me, but let me tell you, other people will see it. We might not see it as much. There's people that sees things in me, and I, I wonder, man, how in the world do you see that in me? But when God gets in us, it shines out. And Moses, when he came off the mountain, his face illuminated. There was beams of light that was coming out from his face and head. Oh, glory. Judy, when, when the people saw it, they were afraid. And he had to put a veil over his face to shield it because they were so afraid. But another reason that he put that veil over the face, Brother Odie, that, that glory was going to fade. <laughs> Just like a, 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 a candle get burning lower and lower and finally gone. It was going to lose its luster. And, and Moses didn't want the children of Israel to see that fade. But let me tell you, that was just a passing glory. But Jesus Christ is the glory of the Father. When he came, <laughs> oh glory, when he came, those that sat in darkness saw a great light. Those that sat in the regions of the shadow of death, light was sprung up. Whoa! That's been 2,000 years ago and still yet today that glory of Jesus Christ, of God that was in Jesus Christ, it still shines in darkness. It still shines to those that sits in the regions of the shadow of death. Light is sprung up. It's because of his body. <laughs> it's because we're his body. He shines out of us. Let me tell you, you have the presence of God here. It's a wonderful thing that we can come into the house of God and oh my, we, we can just experience him even before we get here. But let, let me tell you something. There's a lot of dead churches. It's okay to say that. <laughs> There's a lot of dead churches. The Lord spoke to me a few nights ago and said, you're gonna be pulling up into parking lots and you're gonna knock on doors and on windows and said, you're gonna say, well, I know there ain't nobody in there. <laughs> And the Lord said, there's nobody in there spiritual either. There's a lot of dead churches. God said, I want you to prophesy over those places. <laughs> Speak life to those places. 
prophesy to the tombstones. <laughs> prophesy over the graveyards. <laughs> oh my, oh glory. I don't know, you know, he, he even said, I, I, you're going to a Baptist church and you're going to a Methodist church and you're going to prophesy over them and life is going to come in and the doors is going to fling open and, and I'm going to come in. Oh, I want you to know there's a God that wants to shine forth out of every one of you and I. He wants to be revealed in you and you and you and you and you and all of us. He wants to be revealed in us. Let him be revealed in us. <laughs> oh my, Moses came off the mountain in the glory of God <clears throat> just shined out of him. If the ministration of death written and engraven in stone was so glorious that Moses had to put a veil over his face, how much more glorious shall the ministration of the Spirit be. Listen to what he said. Let me, let me turn there just a minute. God wants to touch us with his power, with his presence. Listen to what he said. But if the ministration of death written engraven in stone was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold or look upon the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was done away. How much more glorious shall the ministration of the Spirit be? We're in something better than what Moses had. Oh, Glory. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Let me uh, go down here to the bottom, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But Paul said, but we all with open face, we've got the veil off of our face. We're not looking through a veil. We have his spirit. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, beholding the face of the Lord, beholding the glory of God, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. If you look on evil... You will become evil. If you're viewing pornography, you're going to be like that. 
if you deal with uh, trivial things, you're going to be trivial. If you look on good, you're going to be good. If you look on, if you run with people that's wise, you're going to get wise. But there's something about what you look at. It stamps itself on our spirit and on our heart. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Glory. If you're looking at things, it's going to stamp itself upon your character, upon your spirit, and you're going to be like that. But oh, if you just behold him, get to looking at him, how lovely he is, how wonderful he is, what, how merciful he is, what a loving God he is. If you begin to behold that, oh, let me tell you, it won't take too long that you're gonna be changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, my, you'll get to be like him. You'll be acting like him. You'll be thinking like him. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Brother Odie, I just want to... Oh, just to be more like him. How many wants to be more like him? What you got to do is just get yourself lost in him. Just lose yourself. Glory to God. Oh, my. Let me tell you. He is the best friend that I have ever had. And he's the best friend that I could ever have or you could ever have. I just want to I just want him to be revealed in me. Oh, thank you, Brother Odie, for inviting me to speak here. But I've I've not come to show myself. I've not come that you should uh, think anything of me. All I wanted to do this morning is for him to be revealed in me, in my life. <laughs> if my family is going to get saved, it's going to be because he's revealed. They see him. Oh, listen, we're light barriers. We're light barriers. Glory to God. Every one of us are light barriers. And there is a dark, dark, gloomy world out there. But oh, Lord, let me tell you, you and I will be the only Jesus that some folks will see. Brother Justin, uh, you know, if he can be revealed in me. See, Paul said, it pleased God. It pleased, it, it has to please God for his son to be revealed in us. 
It pleased God, Paul said, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace for one purpose. I want to reveal his son in me. Glory to God. And that was all, that was Paul's mission. That should be our mission. I just want him to be seen. I just want him to be recognized. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for mercy and grace and your divine presence. Oh, my. I'm telling you, he's wonderful. How many believes he's wonderful? Glory to God. His mercies is new every single morning. Every single morning, his mercy, James, is brand new. Has brand new mercies every day. When you get up in the morning, just get in his presence and just thank him for that mercy. That's real. Oh, I'm so thankful for God. And I'm thankful for what he's done in my family. I look back here seeing Tim and, and his family. Oh, my, let me tell you, and Eva, you know, mercies of God. Mercy, James. Oh, Lord, when you stepped on that mine in Vietnam. Mercy. Oh, glory. Glory to God. Mercy. When Melissa was touched by the power of God. Mercy when Sherry is touched by the power of God. Mercy when you are spared from this or that. It's because the mercy of God is with you day by day. Oh my, he, uh, the Bible, oh my, the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. How would you like to have goodness following you and mercy following you? I remember Brother Shambach. Anybody remember Brother Shambach? Brother Shambach said, I've got two angels that's with me all the time. So one is called mercy and the other is called goodness. And they just follow me everywhere I go. Oh my, let me tell you, I, I, I just want him to be revealed in me. I appreciate God's presence and I appreciate his love and his goodness and his power and his mercies. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, you've got him. It's in you. That's the reason the writer said we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There's a treasure in you and there's poor out there that is destitute, have no hope and they're without God in the world but oh, all they're wanting is somebody to walk and show them Jesus Christ. 
Let the light of God, we, we, uh, what does the Bible says? Let your light so shine before who? Men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And when I read this today, or been studying on it for a few months, I guess. It might not, uh, my crude way of preaching might not reveal that, but I've been studying on uh, some of that uh, for months. And actually, you know, I've been studying on one chapter in, in 1 Corinthians for several months. And it uh, seemed like I can't get it in my mind sometimes. But I keep going back and keep going back. And little by little, there's things that God speaks to me. But let me tell you, the more you spend with him, the more you're going to be like him. And I want my family saved. How many want your family saved? I've got a grandson that's away from God. I just want him to not see me, but I want him to see the Christ in me. Oh, hallelujah. And uh, I'm so thankful for God's blessings. Let's everybody stand. And uh, I want you to take that to your heart. Singers can come. I want to take that to your heart, what Paul said, that God and the whole purpose of God saving him was just to reveal Jesus unto people. And as I said, Jesus is not going to come down and walk in a bodily shape. There's an invisible God that Jesus showed the world. And there's a God that Jesus can show us his presence, who he is. This morning, if you're lost, if you're away from God, God loves you. You don't know how much he loves you. <laughs> I didn't know how much he loved me when I was in Air Force. I didn't realize it until I got back to the hills of Kentucky and he just drawed me. Oh, glory to God. I remember going into the first service when I got back home. And the church 
is right up the road here, just a few miles. The church was similar, the same feeling that was here this morning and here every service there. I went there at times and I saw people standing around the walls. People standing out in the parking lot couldn't get in because the presence of God was so great and so powerful that people was drawn into that place. And when I went in to that service, <laughs> you could feel something powerful. You couldn't sit there in your sins and not be convicted. But my heart just pounded until I gave God my heart. Oh, he's a real Jesus, and he loves you. And if you're lost, come up here. Give your heart to God. Surrender completely to him because he's got a will and a destiny and a purpose and a mission for you. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.